Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, welcome to another glorious edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Today's Wednesday, November the 18th of 2020, day 323rd of the year, and only 43 days left to go. Anyways, how are you doing this lovely, fantastic Wednesday morning? Hump, 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 hump day for some of us out there. Anyways, so we are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in, you know, that place that we talk about all the time. And we are streaming definitely across the multiverse of Safety FM. That is exactly going on first thing this morning. By the way, very cold temperatures. Are you ready for this? Cold temperatures here in Florida, in the Orlando area today, 
55. Yeah, there are some people complaining, of course, already out and about. But anyway, that's not important. We're here to chat, talk, do some different things, give you some news, talk about some other stuff going on, and all that kind of fun stuff. So let's just not waste a lot of time and get it started, get it moving, get it grooving, get it all around, doing all the different things that we want to do, tend to do, and tend to talk about. Because we seem to do a lot of strange stuff from time to time, and then we do some very... Odd stuff at other times. So that's the way that we kind of go here. So let's start talking right away. It is, of course, Wednesday. So what is that day for us? That's normally the day that we start off talking about the trends that are going on inside of the world of books. So let's not make that any different currently. So let's talk about that real quick. Right now, top fiction and nonfiction books currently on the New York Times bestseller list in the fiction category at number five, the evening and the morning. At number four, the return. Number three, The Sentinel. Number two, A Time for Mercy. And at number one in the fiction category, Fortune and Glory. Going into the nonfiction category at number five, Shade. At number four, Cast. At number three, The Best of Me. That's a song. That's definitely a song somewhere. Uh, Number two, Green Lights. Somebody was telling me that that's a really good book. I think that they're just kind of in love with McConaughey, but there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. And then at number one, Clan Lands, that's what you got going on in the top real quick. Anyway, so we'll be doing some interesting stuff today. Be on the lookout. We will have a small contest before it's all said and done, so don't worry about that. Anyways, are you already starting to plan out for your weekend here? And let me kind of ask the strange question, because we are in some strange times before I start getting into the feature story news aspect. What are you thinking? Are you doing anything for the holidays? traditionally traditionally let me explain to you what i normally would be doing personally at this time i would actually be gone so come friday you would not see me for at least a week any way shape or form um so what is your plan will you be heading out this weekend and kind of doing your traditional stuff because you as you are aware it is thanksgiving week don't worry if you're watching on the video stream it's not that i'm not paying attention i am just making sure there's something jacked with the lights and so of course when the lights are jacked we have to talk about it and do something about it of course so we'll get those fixed up right away um but anyway so talking about it and looking into some of these things that's the other portion real quick as well uh so what are you gonna do are you doing anything are you going anywhere are you staying at home are you not staying at home are you having people coming over or are you just kind of saying hey uh let's set it and forget it and let's move forward yeah that is a reference to an in <laughs> a late night infomercial just in case if you're not aware of it by the way before i forget getting too far depending on where you're hanging out and taking a listen to us i have been noticing that depending on the platform <laughs> uh there are some censoring going on <laughs> so i wanted to reference that real quick so if you did hang out with us yesterday There were certain platforms that knocked us out for about five minutes. And I'm talking about you can still see the video content, but they have they have actually turned around and actually um, turned our audio off. And I just don't know what I said that was so inappropriate. Uh, I guess those things happen. But anyways, I I feel like I'm rambling already first thing in the morning opposed to getting into what's important and what's matter which is exactly what's going on inside of the world of news. So let's get you started in that general direction, and we'll get you moving. Here is the news on the Royal Safety Show. 
From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. The regional Tigray leader says his forces will defeat an offensive by Ethiopian government troops in the north of the country. Ethiopian troops have taken two key towns in Tigray and Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed says the army's advancing on the regional capital. International calls have been growing for the fighting to be halted amid fears of escalating civil conflict and humanitarian crisis. India's added over 38,000 new COVID-19 infections in the last 24 hours, taking the country's total caseload to over 8.9 million. The Delhi government's planning on reimposing a lockdown in crowded markets after a surge in the number of cases after the festive weekend. Sriyoshi Mukherjee reports from New Delhi. Delhi recorded nearly double the number of fresh daily infections over the last 24 hours. Health officials are concerned that the spike caused by the Diwali festivities will become more visible in the days ahead. The capital's chief minister, Arvind Kejriwal, pleaded with Delhi residents to wear masks and maintain safe distancing. Delhi's health minister has said that there won't be another statewide lockdown, but there are likely to be local restrictions imposed in crowded areas which are prone to becoming COVID hotspots. Mr. Kejriwal said he has written to the central government for permission to impose these curbs in case people do not follow the COVID-19 guidelines. But since the festival of Diwali has ended, he said he isn't expecting large crowds to gather in marketplaces like last week. Sriyoshi Mukherjee, New Delhi. A defence agreement between Australia and Japan has been criticised by China. Sean Bindley reports. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison is the first world leader to meet with Japanese PM Yoshidi Suga since he was elected in September. After six years of negotiations, the in-principle deal will strengthen ties between the two countries. Chinese media have been critical of the agreement, suggesting that Australia and Japan are under the instruction of the US. But Mr Morrison says it's an important step for both nations. This is a significant evolution of this relationship. Beijing says if its interests in the region are affected, it won't hesitate in taking action. A ban on the sale of new petrol and diesel cars and vans in the UK is to be brought forward to 2030. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's confirmed the date is being moved a decade earlier as part of his so-called Green Industrial Revolution. He's announced a £12 billion plan which also includes funding for hydrogen power, wind turbines and carbon capture technology. Critics say the plan doesn't go far enough. Chairman of the new automotive group, G. Fernando, thinks it is realistic for his sector. You will still be able to own and drive a petrol or diesel car after 2030, and you'll still be able to buy them secondhand. You just won't be able to buy a brand new one. I think the biggest change we'll see is a big increase in public charging stations. At the rate we're going now, new automotive estimates, we're going to have six charging points per electric vehicle. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, I have to tell you, that's going to make some things pretty interesting in the UK, looking into that news story right there that they're talking about in regards of diesel and gas related vehicles so let's just be realistic for a moment i don't know how familiar you are with the electric vehicles that are out there but let's say on average if you have a tesla let's just use that as an example a tesla on average if you have a supercharger you can probably do about 80 percent of it i believe it's in a little less than 30 minutes but other electric cars vary and they're normally anywhere from about four to five hours to be able to actually 
charge. Just kind of the way that it works. So it becomes a very interesting conversation because we're not starting to see more chargers out in the UK section. How is that going to work? So can you imagine you're running late for work, you're running late for an appointment, and all of a sudden you have to sit somewhere for 20 to 30 minutes for a charge, or in some cases, four hours? Now, I will tell you a brief little story, something kind of stupid, but I'll share it anyways. Um, Had a friend, he was driving a Nissan Leaf. They were on the way to go pick up their kid. They Their car died because they did not charge it. Nothing wrong with the leaf. It was it just died because they had forgot to charge it. They had to end up sending somebody else to go pick up their kid because the car died and they had not actually been tracking that. So could you just imagine some of the clusters that one can run into automatically when you start taking a look at some of that stuff? I don't know. I just bring it up for the sake of bringing it up because that's what we do around here. We just talk about random crap all the time. So anyways, let's get you started right into the beginning of the hit list because that's going to be the important part. So let's get that rolling and going and all that kind of fun stuff. And let's start talking about that. Hunters in Ontario illegally killed a rare white moose, prompting an outrage among Canadians. The bodies of the two female moose were found discarded along, along a service road with one of them being a sacred white spirit moose, according to the Guardian. The white moose are not albino, but instead they are rare coloring from a recessive gene that they are legally protected by being poached in the area under the 1997 Fish and Wildlife Conservation Act, and a reward has been raised for any information regarding to the killing. Okay. Okay. The hunting thing, you know, that's everybody's own gig, whatever everybody likes to do, blah, blah, blah. So when you start talking endangered species here, and yeah, you're going to go, well, what what the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? Endangered species, you killed the damn thing. Yeah, you killed it. You weren't supposed to do it. What happens there? That's, of course, part of the conversation. What goes on now in Canada next? What leads to, you know, the will it be the arrest? I mean, what what exactly takes place? And do you think they they nailed the thing with the scope? And I'm not talking about the mouthwash here. I'm definitely talking about Duh. the whole standpoint of actually being able to do something from a distance. Who knows? Who knows? There's so many weird things there in that story. But anyways, let's continue. The SpaceX capsule with four astronauts on board arrived to the International Space Center, or station for that fact. The Dragon capsule docked late Monday night after a 27-hour 27 27 automated flight from NASA's Kennedy Space Center. The astronauts will stay on the ISS until the spring, which we did discuss. But the good part about it is you heard, number one, it's automation. Number two, you heard that it made it there with really no issues whatsoever nothing crazy going on so when you hear about the dragon making it all the way up there we're talking about the tesla vehicle of course how does this make you feel about tesla technology does this influence you more to potentially in the future and i am talking about the future here buying a tesla if you don't already drive one and looking at the automation aspect of it actually self-driving. The other portion is when we start talking about a lot of stuff when it starts dealing with automation, what do you look at there? I mean, like, how does that factor into your head? Do you take a look at it and you start going, okay, we're having the conversation about automation. Now, does this feel safe enough? Now, think about it. Think about some of these older pictures of things that you see. There's a picture that I see all the time of this older female well she, she isn't older she's mid-age in the picture but she has a small child but you can tell that the picture's dated and they're somewhere in nevada that they're on this little ride thing and now 
imagine this. They're sitting on this, and it looks like it's off a, off the side of a tall building, and there is one lap bar protecting them from not falling, and the lady has her arm across the child. I just wonder with some of this technology that we're seeing right now that a lot of us think that is so great and it's so inspiring to see where it's going and how safe it is on how unsafe this will look like in the future. And I think that happens with a lot of things. Take a look back at the first car seat that was developed for a child on what the hell that thing looks like now. If you do get very bored and if you're not very familiar with that. But take a look at the first child seat compared to what a child seat looks like now. So it makes you almost imagine on how these things will actually develop and change into the future. And how unsafe we are now compared to how safe we might be. Yeah, think about that one a couple of times. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so I got an important question. We talk about everything a little bit about safety and, of course, a little bit about the news. But here's the question for you right now. Do you have a problem with gluten? Yeah, a problem with gluten. Well, I got something that might revolutionize the way that you look at gluten going forward right now at the moment. So you might like this. You might hate it, but you might like it as well. Oreo is launching a gluten-free alternative. The company announced on social media this week that they will be releasing a gluten-free version of both the regular and the double stuff, missing an F, um, cookies. The new cookies are set to hit the shelves in January. So definitely, if you have not been looking forward to anything besides getting out of this hellhole known as 2020... 2021 will bring will be bringing you the double stuff in the original Oreo cookie. So I guess that's something to look at and something to think about as we do move forward. But anyways, are you a big Oreo fan? I don't know. What I get to see a lot of, and I don't know how this happens, I get to see and interact with people that like to put a lot of stuff on Oreos addition to uh, because it seems like that double stuffing or the Oreo cookie itself has a lot of flavors that can block other flavors. I don't even know where the hell I'm going with that, but it's just a reference piece on something to think about, and that is for sure. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, a photo of a saintly clad woman is making the waves after it received a like from the Pope Francis on Instagram's account. Model Natalia Gardabito. 27 claims that the that the pontiff verified the account was one of the over 130,000 that liked an image of her that can only be described as a naughty girl outfit. Now, Natalia told Barstool Sports, my mom may hate my butt pics, but the Pope did double tap it. Wow. That did I just say this out loud? Yeah, I did. Uh, the like has since been removed. Also, it is not clear if the Pope controls his own account. Well, there you go. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting talking about some of this stuff. Because the weird thing about it is, you know, the Instagrams of the world or the IGs of the world, however the hell you want to word it, um, you can see what other people like photo-wise. And it's so weird that people get all bent out of shape about this stuff. And yeah, I know it's the Pope, and let's let's just be clear. But everybody's human. I'm not saying he's controlling his own account. But this is the other pain in the ass of having people control your social media accounts. 
Because one stupid thing happens and it all goes to hell in a handbasket, and that's for sure, as we do talk about it. Anyways, Hurricane Iota struck Nicaragua's Caribbean coast on Monday into Tuesday as a Category 4 storm through some outlets reported it's a Cat 5. Over 40,000 residents were, were forced from their homes, with many heading towards shelters where there are now fears of food shortage. The roof of a makeshift hospital in the area was ripped off early Tuesday morning, forcing patients and staff to evacuate. The storm weakened to a Category 2 as it headed to Honduras overnight, another area trying to recover from Hurricane that hit earlier this month. Over 50,000 residents were evacuated from the high-risk areas in preparation for the storm. As of Tuesday night, there has been no death reported. So there you go. That's some good news going on that no deaths have been reported. But man, what the hell is going on this year with this stuff in regards of the amount of hurricanes? I'm telling you, hurricanes and earthquakes just keep on making these weird sequences, and we have to talk about it. And I look at the people that work at hospitals, as this particular example was talking about, and go, how do you prepare for something like this? And I'm not talking about the hurricane aspect, but I'm talking about the evacuation of moving patients from one hospital to what I would imagine would be another. I couldn't imagine just saying, okay, screw it, let's all just make a run for the border. I'm talking about how do you take a look at it? Because what do you do here? I mean, and you can plan and you can do all these different things, but how do you move forward with it is the way that we have to talk about it, opposed to it just being the standard, well, I don't know, and we just move from there. What do you do and what is the planification? Yeah, I did say that. Planification. planification. I, maybe I just want to say vacation. Um, so think about it. Like, how do you make these plans? Like, if you're currently a safety pro inside of an organization that deals with medical how do you plan for these catastrophic events? Now, I will tell you, I was actually in a hospital during a hurricane that here, hit here locally in the Orlando area. And I will say they had so many things prepared. Of course, this building is massive. It's like its own little, it's like it's its own little fort to, to an extent. But they had plans upon plans. They had, ho not hotel rooms, but they had rooms inside of there that was available for the staff to sleep but they did not have any issues with the building itself. Now the question becomes what happens when something along those lines occur. Now, do you think about this and I'm going to be a, a I'm going to reference this and don't take it the wrong way, but do you look at it and go the hazard matrix aspect plays a factor into it? Like how do you plan for it? And then this is when you start going, should part of the hospital be underground? Hey, I don't know. I did, I'm just saying to say cuz it's definitely something to think about. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, Kentucky is seeing a surge in coronavirus cases. The state broke a new, new cases over COVID reported in a week on Sunday with 1,449. The governor released a statement of the number saying the coronavirus is present in every corner of the Commonwealth and is spreading truly alarming rates. This is not a drill. This is a health emergency that we all need to take seriously. Let's come together as Team Kentucky to defeat the virus. The state was an estimated 1,383 hospitalized with the virus and a total of 1,661 deaths attributed to the virus itself. Now, let's kind of backtrack real quick. And let's talk about some other aspects here. 
Do you remember when we first started hearing about coronavirus that it was a, that it was affecting the U.S.? The Dr. Fauci reference real quick during that time frame that what you were going to see was that you were going to see spikes. But he did reference during a segment of it that the winter was going to be bad. Well, it's definitely starting to look that way. Of course, you're starting to see cases rise all across the board here. You're starting to see deaths increase as well. Not something to be proud of in those those kind of numbers. But, man, we're starting to see more cases. I'm starting to get concerned more and more, and let's just be realistic and let's have an honest conversation on what is this going to look like when we start getting into the Chris or to the Christmas area to the holiday season yeah and I know kind of Thanksgiving is a kickoff even though some people are kind of doing the skipping this year it seems like um and just talking directly about Christmas opposed to talking about Thanksgiving but that's fine you know, everybody has to do their own thing but what do you look at there like what is your plan are you doing business as normal I mean if we're being realistic I'm so I will say paranoid and freaked out about spending any kind of money because of everything that's going on. And of course, that's always the conversation because it's like, we don't know from one day to another what's going to happen. And yes, I'm not going to say you should leave your life in fear there, but it's definitely a portion of a conversation that probably should be had. And yeah, don't get me wrong, you know, I take a look at the different things inside of the world and the things that are going on, but man, it can get a little freaky-eaky if if you're not too careful on what's going on out there. So take a look at it that way. Anyways, let's continue real quick. The man accused of shooting two Kentucky police officers during an unrest over the killing of Breonna Taylor has been hit with 35 charges. Yeah, I said 35, 35. I will not mention the guy's name, but the person that was arrested was indicted on two counts of first-degree assault and 33 counts of first-degree wanton endangerment. He is being held on bond. Are you ready for this? For $1 million. The bond is for $1 million. Now, I'm going to tell you the reason that I don't mention the name. Why popular somebody that's being a jackass regardless? I mean, if you're that, if you're really wanting to know that much, I'm sure you can find it. No need to talk about it. That's for sure. Just a reference piece real quick. Seems like there's a lot of Kentucky in the news this morning as we're talking about it. KFC is serving up the fried chicken in replicas of its iconic holiday-themed bucket from 1996 and 1971. The bucket, which will be available starting on November the 24th, also features Colonel Sanders in a Santa hat. So there you go. Are you going to go out and go get Colonel Sanders, Kenny AFC's bucket because it's the holiday themed one? I don't know. A friend of mine recently was talking to me and her and her boyfriend went out and purchased the KFC log. Yes, we talked about that briefly in our show a few weeks back where the KFC log is a fire starter log that you put out and you light it up and it smells like KFC. Meaning. It smells like the chicken, not the store or the restaurant, better saying. But it becomes the whole thing that we discussed during the show at that time. It smells like chicken, but you surely as hell are not eating chicken when you buy the thing. Nothing against it if you want your house or area to smell like chicken, that's for sure. But it becomes a weird combo. Think about it for a moment. Why would you want it to smell like chicken and not have the option of eating it? 
And, you know, some people are going to be like, it's fried chicken. We're in the holidays. Okay, maybe we're in the holidays now or close enough. But I don't know. I'm not saying you should eat, like, garbage anyways and not saying the KFC is garbage. Um, but I, I, it is kind of a weird thing. I have never said, let's kind of sit back and light something up that smells like fried chicken that I cannot eat. Like, I would never sit around and say, let's light up a, van- a cookie vanilla candle. That way the whole place smells like cookies. And not have cookies. Like the like the scent of it is not going to solve the problem. Reminds me of a movie called Scent of a Woman. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so now some bad news to share. So let's talk about it depending on how you want to look at it. That's of course. So Mardi Gras celebration has been canceled. A news release that was posted on the new Orleans City website on Tuesday that stated that the annual parades, which are set for January and February of 2021, are canceled due to the coronavirus crisis. While Mardi Gras itself cannot be canceled because it's a religious holiday, mayor for the area said that the city will not be able to celebrate the holiday this year as it has in the past. Hold on. Hold on. Hold hold the phone. Religious holiday? Do you think this will become a virtual event? It sounds like everything else actually does, so I'm just kind of wondering from your perspective. So how do you look at it? Will it become a virtual event? It's just one of those weird things. I mean, and a lot of people go down there and party, and I don't know if you've made it down to Mardi Gras itself or if you've made it down to New Orleans or New Orleans during that time frame. But, man, do the roads get crowded. And, man, do the roads get all interesting. But it becomes a very interesting time if you're down there. You get to see some things that you might not expect, or maybe you did expect, and that was the reason why you decided to go down there. Now, I've been down to New Orleans a couple of times, and it's been it's been fun times, that's for sure. I'm not going to lie there. But, man, it becomes a totally different world. And the fun part was one of the times that I went, I went with a former, we'll say, leader of mine will say that it was the person that i reported to at one of the one of the transportation companies that i got to interact with and boy did he make things fun boy do i miss him i haven't talked to him in a while maybe i should pick up the phone and give him a call but yeah with him you never knew what was going to happen next listen to our host of the rated r safety show self-implode on our airwaves only on safety fm okay so let's talk a little bit more after gains during the recent session the markets fell on tuesday the dow dropped about 167 points the nasdaq tumbled about 24 points and the s&p 500 dipped about 17 investors seems to view the recent news of the vaccine through a more realistic lens after days of optimism Traders considered the small number of vaccines that would be available and the United States announced 172,000 new virus cases in the last day. Key retailers have been reporting earnings this week. Walmart reported Tuesday as sales of the retail have increased about 6.4% versus analysts estimated 3.9%. So it's going to get pretty interesting real quick. And, of course, you can take a look at Moderna, you can take a look at Pfizer, you can take a look at what the different vaccines that are coming about, the percentages of, you know, what they're supposed to be able to help out with and so on. But that's the other piece here. What is the availability of this damn thing? 
And uh, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be a hater, <laughs> but let's just kind of talk about some, some stuff here. First gen of anything most of the time sucks. <laughs> just the way that it goes. And I'm talking about, think about it for a moment. Like, 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 let's really think. And I'm going to tie one thing into another that doesn't tie to each other whatsoever. But think about like the first cell phone that you ever had. Now think about the cell phones that are on the market right now. Now I'm not saying you should wait that long. But boy, what a world of difference it is between cell phone one that you own to cell phone two. So how do you think, or not cell phone two, let's say cell phone ahora. But what did cell phone two look like for you? Or maybe even possibly cell phone three. Wasn't it much different? And I'm not saying, hey, you need to resist and not take the shot or take the vaccine. But man, what the hell is that going to look like? And what I keep on wondering about. How is this going to work? Because, you know, every year people get the flu shot. It's not uncommon. But is this going to become something similar to that? Like, are you going to have to do it ever so frequently? That's the stuff to think about. I love I love what Pedro is saying. He had the Nokia 3065. Indestructible. Funny that you mentioned that. I remember having a cell phone that looked like a brick. That was the first one that I had. And the pro- probably the closest reference that I can make was Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I used to love that show. Um, and that thing was like... With the antenna attached, it probably was 18 to 24 inches. At least it seemed that way at the time. Um, And it was massive. It was super expensive to call, but things have changed. Now, the whole thing here is I'm not saying don't get the vaccine. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just wondering how that tech will change. Yeah, because it is tech when you're trying to blend and mix and doing all this kind of stuff. But I don't know. I get kind of concerned about it. And yes, I know it's fast-tracked, and I know that if you don't have it, X can occur, and if you do have it, X can occur, because there's always side effects to all medicines. I mean, let's think about it. Let's just use Pfizer as an example for a moment. Heart pill that became Viagra. Side effect. That's what they noticed. That's where they're like, we got something here. So think about it that way. Not trying to be mean about the about the vaccine, but you're going to have to get into consider put into consideration some of the things that are actually going on. It's not just going to be that simple process thing where it's like, okay, cool, not anti-vaccine. Understand that. Then the other portion, I like to go to concerts, and and I'm going to tell you what I'm what I'm trying to make sense out of this real quick. And you know that one of the largest ticket providers in the world is Ticketmaster. Here's the thing to think about for a moment. They are making a reference that they are going to do kind of a a tracking thing to verify if you have a vaccine before you go to one of their ticketed events that's in person. So how do you look at that? Kind of interesting on how that works. Think about it for a moment. How is that going to work? And then this is where I think things will get strange for some. And let's just be realistic here. If we start talking now 
that they're going to require X, Y, and Z. This becomes almost like the fear that you read on some websites. I'm not going to lie. But think about it for a moment. And I'm not trying to do scare tactics and tell you don't do this and don't do that. What I'm telling you is that this is what some people feared. And it is an interesting convo on how these things are going to occur. Now, don't get me wrong. Certain things will need to be tracked and certain things will need to be discussed. So let's not lie about that. What we're going to have to figure out is how we're going to be able to proceed and move forward with it. Because at the end of the day here, the whole thing is to make sure that we can get back to some kind of normal situation. That's for sure. But who wants to continue to be in lockdown? But I think that these things are going to become very interesting as we definitely move forward. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about it before we start getting into the other side. And let's talk about some other things that are going on for sure. And you know, I've been looking and looking around and talking to some people and finding some things out. And you know... I have seen more and more frustrations going on in life at this particular moment than any other time. And, you know, what I'm going to tell you about here is pretty interesting because I look at it and I go, at what point in any relationship do you become an option? And let me explain that for a moment because this can get weird depending on how you want to take it. How do you become an option? And we can talk about from work standpoints, how do you become an option in relationships? How do you become an option in friendships? And there's a lot of weird context here that we can go down. But let me kind of veer you one way so we can have that combo and then move forward. So, yeah, first off, don't ever be in a relationship where you're considered an option where, you know, they have time for you only when, you know, other things have not worked out. Fuck that. Just move forward. Anyway, so taking that out of the equation, um, what I want to talk about is this. So tell me if this scenario sounds familiar. So let's talk about this where, you know, sometimes when you're in a work environment and they have multiple positions available or they have multiple positions And let's say, for instance, you have a person that handles X, another person that handles Y and another person that handles Z. All of a sudden, something has happened, and you think that the person that's Y is really, really good, but X has left the building, terminated, left forward, whatever, and so now you only have Y and Z. But you expect so much from Y that you have decided to move forward and let them do also X's position. So now X and Y are doing the same position, are doing one position. Y is doing one position, but he's under X and Y. Can get a little confusing, I understand. But think about it for a moment. So you have a price cut that has occurred now in regards to salary because there is a lesser salary. So what happens to the person that's picking up the extra work? How did they become the option to take X on? Yeah, I said X on because they are taking X works to become Y. So let's say, for instance, hypothetically, you pay this position $50,000 a year. Does the person who is Y get that money? And I know most people are going to tell me, no, that's not how it works inside of this world. But do they get half? And what if this person that is Y is already making 
or let's say making, let's say is already investing 45 to 50 hours a week. And X's position was already 40 hours a week. How is that going to work? And don't get me wrong. I understand we're in some interesting times where, where it's difficult for salaries and finance and you have to do what's best for the company and all that kind of fun stuff. But how the hell is that going to work? So now is this person committing 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week? I mean, what does it legitimately become? That's the something to think about. Here we go. We got one right here. One of the reasons why I left one of my jobs, they replaced me with six people. I believe it. I remember I was working at, a, at an organization. They had a general manager at the organization, and this person seemed to work there all the time. Was You would get there in the morning, they were there. You would leave at night, they were still there, and they just never seemed to leave. When this person left that org, seven people were hired to do their job. So as I look at this and talk about it today, how do you look at these circumstances? We see what Joe said, or Jim said, that he actually left. But how do you look at it? Is it one of those conversations where you go, there is an expectation of making more money? And what is significant here? So let's say, for instance, this person made $50,000, the one that's no longer there, that you're picking up their work. And let's say the average is 40 that the per- that most people make in that position. And we'll say medium, not low end, not high end. We're saying medium range. Do you ask for part of that? Because if you take on so much extra work and you're thrown, let's say $5,000, are you going to be content? And the reason that I bring this up today is because a lot of times inside of this world of safety, we get some odd shit thrown our direction. Some of the weirdest stuff that I've seen in my travels and when I've got to go to different organizations, which has not been a real a big thing right now, at least not in person. You can't have a safety person do operations because then you kind of have to do figure out which one they're going to do. You can't be like the ops manager and the safety person it just doesn't work out. I've also seen some where the safety person was also the fleet manager. So there was a whole bunch of vehicles, but the safety person was in charge of the fleet. Like maintenance of the fleet. I don't understand how that works. I've also seen some other scenarios where there were the safety person was also the facility manager. So they were in charge of all the replace all the repairs. Now, the interesting part was this safety manager was also in charge of the facility, but they had I want to say like 30 facilities and it was crazy. It just didn't make, it didn't make logical sense in my head in regards of that. So not to bitch and believe me, I love for people to be able to have work, but what weirdness have you seen out there that just doesn't make any kind of sense on what's exactly going on and how you would look at some of these things going forward. A lot of stuff to talk about. First thing, of course, one can go crazy in thinking about it, but holy crap, dude, how strange has this world gotten? Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. Times most of us don't want to speak up or rock the boat. We don't want to seem as if we're insensitive or selfish. 
and others take these times as an opportunity to be reckless and even negligent. Don't be taken advantage of wrong is wrong no matter what else is going on in the world. And if you need help, reach out to real trial lawyers. We'll be there to right the wrongs. Figer Law. Don't worry, I'm still here. I haven't gone anywhere, that's for sure. Anyway, so that's what's going on inside of our little world. Talk, talking about some other stuff. Let's go back into some news and talk about some interesting things here. So there you go. Um, let's just kind of get some some calmness for a moment, and let's talk about the world of entertainment. You know that Ryan Reynolds guy? Yeah, that guy that's everywhere. Oh, yeah, that guy. You know, Deadpool, Green Lantern. Blake Lively's husband, guy that owns Mint Mobile. Yeah, that dude. Ryan Reynolds surprised the takeover with the ailing Welsh soccer team. has been a, He has now been approved for its ownership, according to its fan group. The first submitted offer to buy the team from the Wexham Supporter Trust over the summer and delivered a virtual presentation of their plans of earlier this month. On Monday, the club officially announced that the members of the supporter group have overwhelmingly voted to approve the Hollywood Stars takeover. So there you go. He's going to be into other things now. You know, I guess when you just sold, your, sold part of your or sold your liquor company for $600 million, it can't hurt. I like that guy. He seems like a, he seems like a cool dude, that's for sure. Let's talk a little bit about Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt will play the Guardians of the, in the Galaxy Alter Ego Star-Lord in the upcoming Marvel movie Thor Love and Thunder. He joins the subtitle lineup, which includes Chris Helmsworth as Thor and Natalie Portman, who is returning for her role of Jane Foster. Tessa Thompson and Christian Bale are also starting. Christian Bale's going to be in it. Is he going to be Batman? Because that'd be quite awesome, but that's not going to happen in a Marvel movie. The new film is slated for 2022. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff going on inside of that world. Um, on some other news real quick, let's talk a little bit about music. Let's jump in real quick. J-Lo or Jennifer Lopez has announced the new J-Lo beauty line that will be launched on January the 1st. She says it will. It has been her dream for three decades to have her own skincare. Her motto is beauty does not have to. Not to, does not have to have an expiration date. Oh my God! Oh, I'm not gonna say it. Not gonna say it. Shut up! Don't say it. Okay. AC, ACDC singer Brian Johnson believes that the medical treatment that he's been receiving that has saved his hearing in 2016. He was warned that if he'd completely go deaf unless he stopped performing live, but underwent an undisclosed brand new course of treatment, which he calls magical. So there you go. So that's why you're seeing him back. Okay, so let's talk about some other stuff going on inside of the world of news, because I always think that these things are important, because that's what we talk about here, things that are going on inside of the world of news. Duh. That's why we talk about them. Anyways, two tickets to paradise. If you'd like to make an all, all the travel opportunities that you missed over this year, a resort in Maldives might just be the thing for you. The Antara Resort is offering unlimited stays in paradise package that is that is a valid to book unlimited nights in 2021 for $30,000. This allows two guests to stay into an over-the-water bungalow, daily breakfast, Wi-Fi, transportation, discounts, and dining and spa. The five-star adult-only resorts has multiple restaurants 
and an option of private movie screenings and offering excursions. The Maldives, a small island country north southwest of India, has allowed the travelers to visit again since eh, mid July. Bookings close on November the thirtieth. So here you go. You got some. You got some. You got twelve days to bust out with the thirty thousand dollars to move forward with it. So booking close on the thirtieth. Well, it's not like anyone is going to buy that for me for Christmas anyway. So damn it, that sucks. And they had to. Uh, they had me at no kids allowed. I would definitely love to be there because of that. Now I love my kids. I'm just joking as I say that. Thirty grand sounds like a lot, but it's for two people. So you know, when it's all said and done, it's not that bad. Yeah, think about that for a second. Oops! What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So a lot of things still going on inside of this world of ours. I mean, it's not like that's going to be any different anytime soon. At least it doesn't seem that way, especially with everything going on. So let's talk a little bit more about that stuff. So let's talk about post-pandemic due to COVID-19 or post-demic. That's maybe the better wording for it. Due to COVID-19 measures, scientists are, are finding fewer people. People are getting sick from other illnesses this day. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. But a team from Princeton University says that they are delaying outbreaks of cold flu normally seen in this time of the year. The study found that a non-pharmaceutical interventions, NPIs like mask wearing, is avoiding large gatherings, have resulted in fewer cases of influenza and respiratory issues, viruses, during this pandemic. This the worry is that less exposure to these viruses now may be their eventual return and harder to deal with. According to their analysis, to the analysts and the historical data, the projected outbreak of cold and flu-like will be delayed until the end of mask wearing and social distancing measures. The peak of this new outbreak is projected. Are you ready for this? For 2021 and 2022. I just don't get it. <laughs> is it ever going to be over? Is it ever going to be over? Anyways, this is not what I thought I, they meant when they told us be patient. Not the kind of patient that I was trying to be. Does this mean that we aren't going to be able to get toilet paper again? Because I'm very confused there. Matter of fact, who gives a crap is a great website to go to if you're looking for toilet paper. Let's just leave it at that. Anyways, let's continue. Don't leave sleep over this. You've heard this before. Not getting enough sleep is bad for your health and it affects the productivity. Well, I don't know how true that is. Uh, but according to a sleep deprivation study, getting just about six hours of sleep a night just is as bad as not getting sleep at all. The study published in the Journal of Sleep took 48 adults and restricted their sleep to the maximum of four six and eight hours a night for two weeks. Predictably, those who were allowed to sleep eight hours per night had the highest performance average. Subjects who only got four hours a night um, worse each day, got worse each day as they took a, as they took a look at it. And the group uh, who got six hours of sleep seemed to be holding on to their own until around 10 of the study. By then, they showed cognitive performance that was bad, a test that was subject who weren't allowed to sleep all for two days straight. And then here's the kicker. The two people who slept for six hours per night, though, they were doing just fine. They didn't have the rate of sleepliness of being all that bad, even as their cognitive performance was doing a downhill fall, for sure. The scientists say that the finding Raise the questions about how much to cope when you get insufficient sleep, perhaps suggesting that there, is, that there is some kind of denial, willful or otherwise, about the present state. That explains a whole lot about the show, that's for sure. <laughs> um, 
what is these people that needs uh, is a spouse to tell them, hey, go take a nap. So if it's midnight and you're up at up at six, you might as well stay up all night and spare your partner all the snoring. I guess that's one way to look at it. Now, here's the fun part. And I will tell you, I have had sleep issues for years. And I can go days sometimes without sleeping, which is kind of weird. Um, but it makes it it makes it fun, especially on the day that I decide to crash and burn, because that changes everything for for me as I do move forward. But that's a little bit boring, so let me not share that much of that. So let's just kind of continue on real quick. But I don't know how much sleep do you get? I got my brain's always going. I, at least I feel that way. But who the hell knows? Is it even a true brain? Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Okay, so let's talk about did you know. Chances are you spent the equivalent of almost 19 days parked on your living room couch since the start of the coronavirus pandemic lockdown measures in March. A survey of 2,000 Americans found that they have spent the average of 448 hours planted on the comfy living room cushion. Seven in ten admit that they've begun to view their favorite sofa as their best friend. Boy, does that sound like issues. Oh, I got pictures that I could probably talk about um, in that particular regards, if that's your favorite thing to going on. Um, whole other conversation there. Uh, let's talk about some stuff inside of the swamp. We're going to touch lightly on here. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo isn't impressed with the recent news of the effective COVID vaccine from Pfizer and Moderna on a New York radio station. Tuesday, Cuomo said that the innovation has nothing to do with President Trump. It is all bullshit. He didn't do he didn't do anything. He added that the only reason they're being labeled effective is the profit the profit incentive for one of the manufacturers to make it to market first. Pushing back, the White House applauded the efforts of Operation Warp Speed, which is also possible for these vaccines candidates to progress so quickly so there you go some information going on inside of the swamp and we're out i love it so quick anyways let's talk about the lottery no winner for saturday night's lottery powerball drawing that's what was going on tonight's drawing will be for 179 million dollars or 138.9 million dollars depending on what you're wanting to do if you end up winning and if you end up winning well i'm sure there's some people that, that you have that are relatives that you do not know that are relatives that will let you know that they're relatives of yours yeah it's all kind of confusing but that's kind of what happens inside of that and Anyways, let's talk about it real quick. Sports. Mike Tyson claims that he has no regrets about biting off Evander Holyfield's ear during their infamous 1997 bout. Following the fight, legendary sportscaster Jim Gray asked Tyson why he bit his opponent, to which he said, I bit him because he wanted to kill me. He explained, I was really mad about the about um i was really mad about my head being bumped and everything i really lost conscious of consciousness of the whole fight and i took to my to my fight plan and everything the fight was highlighted by gary gary's new book or gray's new book better say talking to the goats greatest of all time just in case you're not familiar with the term but here's the fun part if you go back now and keep in mind it's 23 years later since that fight actually occurred and you watch it, taking out the infamous ear-biting scenario, Tyson is head-butted so many times in that fight, it's amazing that there was nothing said, I mean, context now, um, nothing said at the time, but this goes back into the Mandela effect that we were talking about yesterday on the other show, so just in case.
Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so have you heard about these new unusual Netflix categories that have just recently popped up? So let's talk about them real quick. Movies you've seen before but forgot and will remember in about 10 minutes. Not binge-worthy. Historical drama B-list actors that have a lot of sex scenes. Films by prestigious directors. Al Pacino's movies with no shouting. Shows you will never admit of watching. Alone on Friday night. What not to watch and chill. Not quite a porn hub, but everything else. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's give you a little bit about the slices of BS that are readily available for you if you're looking into it. So let's go from there. There's a movement in the U.S. to lower the voting age to 16. So congratulations in advance to the future president, Billie Eilish. Webcams on Mauna Kida. On the big island in Hawaii showed that the light dusting of snow on Sunday morning, that would get more snow if they only had aloha temperatures. According to a poll, just 35% of Americans are okay with people texting and checking their phones during Thanksgiving dinner or really anything else that helps them avoid making eye contact with any kind of family members. Michael Bay's rumored Robo-A-Cop-Pocalypse movie has been temporarily set aside. Anne Hathaway and Chris Helmsworth were once signed on to the project. Also signing on was massive plot holes, horrendous dialogue, and undeniable signs of Michael Bay's colossal ego. It's Mickey Mouse Day today. He debuted in Steam in Steambot Willie this week in 1928. Steambot Willie, Mickey whistles, smiles, and claps. The only person who had more fun on the boat what is Tommy Lee. Think about it that way. Anyways, let's talk about some other stuff relatively quick. Let's talk about trivia. Trivia, if you want to use it for today. Here you go. Here's some questions you can ask if you need to put some stuff together. Which of these are species is not extinct? Komodo dragon? Japanese sea lion, saber-toothed tiger, and passenger pigeon. The correct answer, Komodo dragon. A doctor with a PhD is a doctor of what? Psychology, philosophy, physical therapy, or pharmaceutical dispensing? I can tell you that. It's philosophy. In England and many other countries, soccer is called football. What is American football called in England? Handball, touchdown, American football, or inflated oval? The correct answer, American football. Let's give you some random stuff for today real quick. I live by the motto, never get, never go to bed angry. I haven't slept in three years. If you need a phone starter for today, start off with this. What invention are you shocked we don't have yet? If you need something to talk about next to the water cooler, try this one. A survey found that the average family has 300 fights a year over little over little things. What is the number one re- reason? Kids refusing to put down their gadgets and talking. That is the number one reason. So there you go. Let's talk about some stuff that occurred on this date. Back in 2006, on this day, Tom Cruise marries Katie's Holmes in the Church of Scientology Union happened at a castle in Italy. In attendance was 
um, smattering Tom's high, powerful friends, including Will and Jada Smith, Jim Carrey, and Jennifer Lopez. The marriage doesn't last longer. They called it quits after six years. Better than six months, as some do <laughs> from time to time. Anyways, let's talk about some birthdays real quick that are going on. Nathan Kress turns 28 today. Damon Waynes Jr. turns 38. David Ortiz turns 45. Mike Epps turns 50. Megan Kelly turns 50. Oscar Nunez turns 62. And Mickey Mouse, you ready for this? He turns 92 today. So there you go. Anyways, if you're running through some struggles with suicide or depression, there is a phone number that you can call. That's 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. The reason why I'm mentioning this, because this is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help you with any thoughts of depression or suicide. They can talk to you tell you some things, have some discussions, and go from there. So please give them a call, 1-800-273-8255. If you desire not to do the phone call and re- prefer to do the text or chat box stuff, you can go to the suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Like I said, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So here's a couple things that I want to tell you real quick before I let you go. So here we go. We're almost hitting the top of the hour. So let's go with this real quick. If you need something to think about today, here's your deep thought. You may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. So don't think that just one time and that's it. But here's the other thing. At the end of the day, you're the most important person that I know. Think about that as you go out throughout your day. All fights are not always won one time or all battles are not always won in one fight. So just look at it that way as you do move forward today. So I did tell you there was going to be a contest at the beginning of the hour. So let's do this. First person to call me after the show goes off the air at 1-866-930-SFM1. 866-930-SFM1. Book of their choice we have here that we'll be giving away. So after the show goes off the air, if you call now, I'm not going to answer. Um, so after it goes off the air. The other portion. Thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. And that is the listener. Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. And goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.